What's up everybody, Chris here from Chris Gates Fitness. I am back with another episode and I wanna say thanks for tuning in. Thank you for joining me. Uh, in today's episode, we're gonna dive into another Q&A. It's been a while since we've done one on the website and on the podcast and uh, getting back into the swing of things with some Q&As. I've gotten some really good questions lately and uh, today is one of them that um, was so good that we've actually had to kind of change the format of the Q&As. Normally we would address uh, around three questions per Q&A, but I've gotten questions that have really re required some pretty detailed answers. And rather than try and smash them all into what would be like a 45 minute long podcast or what would end up being a 5,000 word article, I figured why not just address these one at a time. So this is the sixth Q&A, Q&A number six, and we are going to be discussing uh, recommendations that I have for anybody that's returning to training, returning to exercising, returning to the gym, uh, whatever type of physical activity you like to do, returning to that after a long layoff. So um, the question was about that, not knowing where to start, uh, trying to manage expectations, figure out how to jump back into set and rep schemes and um, all the, the, the kind of programming that comes together that maybe you had been doing before. How do you get back into that as you come back to the gym after a long layoff? So that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. And uh, before we get into all of it, as always, want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast if you're not already. So there's a number of ways that you can do that. This podcast gets uploaded to Apple Podcasts and Spotify every week. We do one episode a week, uh, about 20 minutes to a half hour discussions, you know, that are deep dives on these types of topics that can really hopefully help you with your fitness and your nutrition and uh, help you pursue the goals that you have for yourself. So Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, if you could leave a rating and review, that really helps the podcast reach more people. So thank you for doing that in advance uh, if you get the chance to. Additionally, I upload video episodes of these podcasts to my YouTube channel uh, and my Facebook page. And I've been doing a little bit more. I mentioned this in the previous episode. I've been doing a little bit more with these video podcasts. So it's more than me just sitting down at a desk talking for 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, we now we're splicing in things like training footage and, and doing some different uh, cuts and angles and stuff like that just to make it a little bit more interesting. So uh, if you would like to watch the video episodes of the podcast or if you could just take a look at some of these that I've been doing and provide some feedback, I would really appreciate it. But you can subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, or you can give my Facebook page a like. And on all these platforms, all you have to do is search for Chris Gates Fitness and uh, my my podcast or my channel or my platform or page will pop up right there for you. I'm also on a bunch of social media platforms. Uh, in addition to YouTube and Facebook, I am on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. Really, anywhere that you are, I probably am. So, uh, you know, just look up Chris Gates Fitness, search Chris Gates Fitness, and you'll find me there. And, and most importantly, I am a coach. I'm an online fitness coach. And what I do is I work with people across the country to achieve whatever their fitness goals are. So I'm, I'm essentially a personal trainer that just works with people from a distance. Uh, we collaborate, 
over FaceTime, uh, over, um, you know, we have different apps that we use to track training and track nutrition and stuff like that. And I'm really kind of uh, the sounding board for my clients to uh, talk about what type of program is going to work best. We put that program together, we put that plan together, and then we work together to accomplish things day after day after day, week after week, month after month. So if you have a goal that you're interested in pursuing and you'd like a little bit of help, that's exactly what I do. So please feel free to reach out to me. My website, chrisgatesfitness.com, has all kinds of information about uh, my coaching services. There's an, uh, You have the ability to contact me there. And there's also hundreds of articles already published on training and nutrition and mindset and different things that can help you uh, do more with your fitness and nutrition. So if you'd like to just give those articles a read as well and try and manage things on your own, you can certainly do that. Um, but uh, the goal here is to help people be happy, help help people be healthy, and help people be strong. Um, and uh, yeah, that's the mission of Chris Gates Fitness. And uh, I, I appreciate you for, for tagging along. And I think this is going to be a really good episode. So let's dive into the Q&A. To rehash what our topic is today, it is, what recommendations do you have for returning to training after a long layoff? That's the question I got. The question continues, I'm not sure where to start, and it's hard to manage expectations or know where to jump back in with sets, reps, weights, things like that. And this is a tremendous question, so let's dive into uh, specifically how to approach this kind of the thought press process you should have as you approach returning to the gym after a layoff. And then we can later on in the podcast episode, get into some more specifics about how do you progress yourself from not doing anything to getting back to those workloads that you've been used to in the past. So for starters, what's what's the best course of action to get back in the swing of things? And really, whether it's Lifting weights, this question is more centered around lifting weights, but you know we could be talking about playing a sport, running, really any type of physical activity. The key is going to be pacing yourself and setting realistic expectations for what you can actually do to start and how you can ease yourself back into your preferred form of training. Uh, and I want to put emphasis on that word ease because the answer here is really a calculated progression from not doing anything to getting back to that training level that you used to be at. So in most cases, if you're taking a long layoff, you really, you're just physically not going to be able to do the same level of work that you did in the past. You could try going into the gym and doing all the sets, all the reps that you did previously, if it was two months ago, a month ago, three months, you know, however long it's been. Um, and you, you might be able to do all the sets and reps, but the quality of your work is going to be horrible. You're going to be trashed after that workout, and you're not going to be able to make it back into the gym for another couple of weeks. So let's break down just some general cases that you could personally be in when you're looking at jumping back into training. So the first case is you maybe take a few days off, and in this case, you're probably fine. You can pick up where you left off. That's not really what we're talking about in this in this podcast. Uh, case number two, you could take one to two weeks off, and that's kind of the in-between area where you might be able to jump back in and do everything that you did before. It's possible. That's not too long removed from the gym. Most likely, you're going to need what I call an intro week, uh, which is you look at what your training format, your training program was before you had your absence from the gym, and 
you tweak things slightly. So you're probably going to maybe scale the weight back slightly, uh, maybe cut out a few sets, maybe cut the reps down on your sets. Uh, so you're giving your body that stimulus, but it's not quite what it was you know, when you had your last week of training. So it's it's a little bit scaled back. That's that's the intro week, and that probably fits if you've missed one to two weeks. Now, if, you, if you've missed three weeks or more, what we're talking about, that's at the heart of this question. We're talking about a gradual progression from lighter loads and volumes to higher loads and volumes. So let's roll with that and dive into, I guess for, for starters, why missing the time in the gym isn't the end of the world. So, okay, you missed a few weeks from the gym and uh, you're worried about, you know, did you lose muscle? Did you lose strength? Did you lose the ability to do the work that you had done in the past? And yeah, you know what? You probably did lose maybe a little bit of muscle. You probably did lose a little bit of strength, but the great news is your body absolutely still has the ability to do that type of work that you were doing before you hit your layoff from the gym or from training or from whatever. Um, There's this term, muscle memory, and for the longest time it had been kind of almost like a bro-science-y term. Um, Over time, we've actually seen a lot of research that shows this is a real physiological thing, and the muscle and the strength that you built in the past, even if you have a long layoff from the gym or from training, it's all going to be there waiting for you, waiting to be rebuilt. Uh, As your body trains hard, as you put your body through difficult training and and you push your body to its limits and you build muscle, um, those genes that are involved with building that muscle are remembered, whether or not you continue to build that muscle or if you stop training and you lose some muscle mass. Um, The cells and the nuclei that your body develops in building muscle tissue, those remain. And the great thing is that even if you stop training and you lose some size and you lose some strength, in many cases, you can build that size and strength back pretty darn quickly because you have the cells and the nuclei and the genes that your body can remember and rebuild that skeletal muscle uh, pretty quickly. So right off the bat, no reason to freak out, um, but understand that to regain that size and strength, yeah, it can happen quickly, but you're going to have to do it in a logical manner. And that's what we're going to outline in this episode. So my first recommendation is going to be based on a bit of an assumption. And that assumption is that you have tracked your progress in some form of fashion, form or fashion in the past, which means you have some type of training log or training diary that you've marked down I did this exercise for this many reps, this many sets, and I lifted this weight. Um, And if that's the case, this might be as simple as going into your training log, looking at what you had done leading up to your layoff from training, and scaling back the weight, scaling back some of the sets, um, and just starting, maybe taking two or three steps back to take four or five steps forward over the long run. Um, and that's going to help you scale, you know, scale things back. We talked about easing your way into it. That's going to help set you up in a position to ease your way back into those workloads that you had been familiar with before. And as you do that, as you ease yourself up and you add training volume, you, you add intensity over time, there are some things that you should consider. And, and, and it's all going to be rooted in really... Um, paying attention to 
your body after these training sessions and monitoring your recovery, monitoring how you feel and really, like I said, paying close attention to yourself and, and understanding that you're going through this process of trying to get back to where you were. So you have to pay even closer attention to where you are right now. So some of the things that you should be paying attention to, uh, how sore are you in the following one to two days after training a specific muscle group, 24 to 48 hours? How sore are you? So say you do an arm workout and uh, you know your arms are still, still sore three days afterwards, that probably means you went a little bit too hard in your first arm session back in the gym. So that's kind of what I mean there. And point number two, does that soreness last longer than one to two days? Well, we just went over a scenario uh, in which that might be something that you need to read and react to. Um, And is your ability to get back into the gym and train again negatively impacted by the soreness and or fatigue that you have um, as you're trying to ease yourself back into things. There's nothing wrong with taking this slow. You don't have to go back in and crush yourself. Chances are if you do that, you're not going to be able to get back into the gym on a regular basis. So you're much better off easing your way back into things. But if, if you know, even you think you're easing your way back into things and you run into a situation where, man, you're just gassed, you're thinking about the workout that you have the next day and you're just dreading it because you're so sore, you're so tired, mentally, physically, you're fatigued. Uh, that's an answer for you, okay? That's These are very real. They're not you know numbers on a scale or numbers in a training journal, but the way you feel is very much relevant when it comes to this process of easing your way back into the gym after a layoff. So the answers to those questions are gonna help logically guide you to the best path moving forward. And I think the best thing we can probably do here is outline an example. So let me give you an example based around just one exercise and how we might work you back from doing nothing for an extended period of time to getting back to that workload that you had been accustomed to previously. So say you used to do dumbbell chest presses and you did 70 pound chest presses for three sets of eight reps. That was, you know, the first exercise you did on your chest day. If you haven't been back to the gym for a few weeks or even a few months, I would probably recommend that you scale it back like we've been talking about uh, quite a bit already in this podcast. Maybe you start by doing push-ups in your first workout. So we're starting with a bodyweight exercise. Maybe you do three sets of push-ups and you monitor how you feel in in the next one to two days. Then your next chest training session comes up. If your soreness and fatigue are manageable, uh, from that first training session, well then, sh- you know what? Let's introduce the dumbbells again. Let's do the chest press with dumbbells and let's start off with half of the weight that you have been doing previously. So you, you were doing 70 pounds. Let's grab the 35 pound dumbbells. Let's do a set of eight. If that's easy, go up to 40 pound dumbbells and do a set of eight. And if that still feels manageable and you feel like you can bump it out, bump it up another five or 10 pounds, we'll go for it and give that a try. Once again, in the days following this training session, monitor how you feel. If you continue to feel uh, like you have a manageable level of soreness and or fatigue, then in that next training session, you can look to maybe start at 50 pounds because that's where you left off in the last session and try and incrementally add weight as it feels appropriate. Again, a lot of this is just you being honest with yourself and monitoring things as you go. 
Perhaps you can even add an extra set. So maybe the weight feels heavy, but you feel like you have a little bit more in you. Well, you can go from three sets to four sets in that next workout. There's really no one way to go about all of this. It's just going to be about feeling your way through those workouts and through this process. Now, in terms of how many weekly sets you should be doing, since we're basing this around, you know, building muscle, building strength, or rebuilding muscle and strength from a layoff from the gym. We know that somewhere between 10 to 20 hard sets a week per muscle group is what's most effective for most people to build muscle. But that's under normal circumstances when you're regularly training. In this situation, things are different. And I would recommend you start with a, a, a lower amount of weekly sets per muscle group to start. So Go back to what we were just talking about. We said three sets, right, of push-ups and then three sets of dumbbell chest press, and you could possibly increase to a fourth set or a fifth set over time as you stack these training sessions together and as you continue to see manageable levels of soreness and fatigue. If you get to any point where the soreness is too much, the fatigue is too much, again, like I said, you have to be honest with yourself and evaluate that and say, hey, you know what? I did three sets with 50 pounds last week, and man, I felt really sore into a third day. Um, I was sore going into that next chest training session. I would probably in that situation not recommend that you add weight or add reps or add sets. I would say, let's try and replicate that previous session again, and let's keep replicating it until you get into a manageable level of soreness and fatigue. So that's kind of a way that you could be honest with yourself when things maybe don't go your way and you don't feel like you can add to the previous week's workload. That's a hypothetical example, but hopefully it gives you an idea of how you could do this for each one of the movements that you're doing and, and for how you could train each muscle group. Um, now let's go into some, I've been giving coaching recommendations throughout this episode. Uh, let's dive into a summary of those and then really what I wanna dive into is a model of what this could look like for you where we, from week one to week six or week seven, eventually get from not training at all to getting you back to that level of training that you have been doing previously. So like I said, my main recommendation, start slow and build over time. And while you're doing that, pay careful attention to how you're feeling during your workouts, after your workouts, and in the days following those workouts as your body recovers. If your soreness is very high or if you feel very fatigued, be honest with yourself. You probably shouldn't add in work just yet. Wait until your body acclimates and recovers properly, and then you can add in extra sets. You know, Elevate the amount of weight that you're lifting, and don't worry. If it seems like it's taking long, it will eventually happen. You will start to recover and be able to add weight, reps, sets, all that stuff. It's really just not realistic to think that you can take extended time off from the gym and then jump right back into where you were uh, and what you were doing several months ago. Um, physiologically, that's just not how your body works. It takes time. It took you a long time to work your way up to what you were doing previously. So it's a little, it's a little crazy to think that you could take a ton of time off and then just jump right back into that. You, you have to keep challenging your body to stay at a certain level of fitness. And you have to understand that it's gonna take some time to get back to that level of, uh, level of fitness. But like we described at the beginning of this episode, the great thing is once you've built that muscle, you can actually rebuild it again a lot quicker. 
Um, so let's dive into that model that I was talking about. It's kind of just a general framework of how you can work yourself back into things in the gym. And this is purely conceptual, but it's a model um, that is less of a prescription, but a reference point that you can use to think about how you could progress yourself from doing nothing to getting back to the level of training that you were at previously. So in six weeks, you could start from week one doing bodyweight exercises, then week two doing 50% of the previous working weight that you had done. So we talked about that chest press, doing 70 pound chest presses before you had your layoff. Well, in week two here, 50% of that is 35 pounds. And we talked about that before. So maybe you start there, very conservative. Over the next few weeks, you incrementally add load. Perhaps you incrementally add load and you add a set or two uh, over time. And then by hopefully week six, you're at or near the working weight that you were using before you had your layoff. And then you can get to the point where you can start to add extra exercises, extra volume, and you can really um, get back to the point where you're not as much easing your way back in. You're not as much trying to climb back to where you were. You're more or less there, and then you can start to look to progress yourself forward. Um, and I have that model outlined. It's actually a seven-week model. If you're watching this episode on YouTube or Facebook, I've had it on the screen as I'm talking about it. If not, head to my website, chrisgatesfitness.com. There's an article uh, for this Q&A number six, and in there is a table with this model built out. It's something that you can reference if uh, you think it would be helpful. But I hope you get the general gist of this, is that there's no one way to do this. You have a long layoff from the gym. You really need to feel your way through. It's going to be specific to each individual, but the concept is still the same for everybody. Ease your way back in, slow progression over time. Understand that you have to slowly progress and take some steps back so that you can move forward in the future. It's going to be a little bit of a process. Understandably, not everybody loves that, but this is going to be able to work you back to where you were, and then you can start making gains again in the future. And you know, that muscle memory topic is just so awesome because all that work you put in to build muscle, it wasn't all for naught just because you take a one month or two month layoff and you lose some muscle, you lose some strength. You can rebuild that really quickly and hopefully that's encouraging for you uh, to know in that you can put in some work, get back to where you were pretty quickly, and then just keep making progress moving forward. So I hope this article uh, and podcast was helpful for you. And uh, if you have any future questions that you would like me to include in a Q&A, please let me know. Uh, I, you know, these are a ton of fun for me to do. And if I could do anything, it would be to help answer questions that you all have. And, uh, you know, that, that'll hopefully help you and other people who are wondering the same thing. So, uh, you could reach out to me in any number of ways. Like I said, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, um, with the podcast on Apple podcasts and Spotify. There's no shortage of ways to reach out to me. Uh, you can also hit up my website, chrisgatesfitness.com. There's a contact page there that you can reach out to me. So uh, please feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear from you. And like I said, if coaching is something you're interested in, you know, for this topic specifically, uh, having a coach help navigate you from doing nothing to really working your way properly in the right direction. Uh, a coach could be something that is really, really valuable uh, just to make sense of everything 
put the proper progression in place. Like I said, it's going to be specific to you um, and, and, and having a coach help you figure out what those specific steps are uh, is often really valuable. So if that's something you're interested in, please feel free to reach out to me. We'd love to talk to you just about you know what options are out there and, and if it would be a good fit for us to work together. But either way, thank you for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. And uh, I'm looking forward to stopping in next week uh, with another podcast, another article. And uh, I hope you'll join me for that one as well. So thank you for listening, like I said, and I will talk to you all again soon. All right. See ya.